let's, let's, let me tell you something. 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 We would simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Hello everyone and welcome to an all new Fewercast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news in the film and entertainment industry from last week. If you enjoy movies, podcasts, and casual banner amongst friends, and this is your show. I'm Ed, and with me are the usual suspects, Jocelyn, Corey, and Justin. How do you do, crew? Ed, how are you guys? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Hey, what's up everybody? All right, well, before we get into the episode, just want to remind our listeners that they can check us out on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all links in the episode notes. Please be sure to subscribe and follow on your social media app of choice. It really helps the show get noticed, plus it keeps you in the know. You can reach out to us directly by messaging us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at thefilmeffectpodcast at gmail.com. Ratings and reviews, if you could take the 30 seconds or so to leave a quick rating or review, it helps us out a lot, plus it lets us know how we're doing. Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen that allow reviews, every opinion counts. You can also support the show by buying some merch. Pick up a variety of various shirts and various designs. Shirts, hoodies, just in time for the fall season. Thermals, flags, magnets, stickers, Jesus, you name it, chances are we've got it. Yeah, now that I got all that out of the way... It's time to tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. Kicking off the week of entertainment news, Warner Brothers just went nuts shuffling around their upcoming release schedule. According to Deadline via Joe Blow, it looks like it'll be uh, over a year before Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry returns to Atlantis. Again, Deadline is reported that Warner Brothers has pushed the release of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom back by quite a bit. Instead of coming out next March, it has now been moved to December 25th. Hey, that's Christmas, 2023. And with that being pushed back, its original release date is now going to be filled by Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which is no longer coming out December 21st of this year. <laughs> uh, what else did they do? The reason being is they got scared because of Avatar, which I don't blame them. They also announced something else with this little release date shuffle that uh, the reboot of House Party that was supposed to drop at the end of July is now going to be opening theatrically on December 9th this year. And Evil Dead Rise, a film we've been talking about for quite some time, but I haven't really been hearing anything about the last couple months, will be released in theaters April 21st of next year. They also slated the Nun Two for February. I'm sorry for uh, September 8th of next year, and an untitled event film February 10th of next year. And the last bit of news: this one's kind of a jaw dropper uh, for me, at least. The film version of Salem's Lot, which was supposed to come out next month, but then got pushed back to next April, it's now been given a to be determined date. That's never good, especially with the way that Warner Brothers just flat-out cutting movies and canceling them for tax write-offs. I wouldn't be surprised if they did the same thing with this. It's not good. 
especially when it comes to a horror movie, you know. Studio adaptation be damned, you know. Gotta support horror, so we can't let that shit happen. So overall, I know that was a lot, guys. Um, let's start with the comic stuff. Aquaman, Shazam. I mean, is anybody surprised, honestly? I feel like every single DC film that gets denounced at least goes through <laughs> like three or four shuffles. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating either. No, I'm being no, dead serious. I know. I mean, when were these movies originally supposed to come out? Like this year? Like originally? Aquaman was supposed to come out last yeah, year. I'm, Aquaman was supposed to be last Christmas, but then the pandemic. Yeah, happened. I mean, it's just crazy to me. I, I mean, I don't really care. Like, I the DC movies are fine unless it's Batman. I really don't care. So, like, I'll see these movies eventually. But I, I don't know. You can push it back to 2025. I'll watch them eventually. It, it doesn't matter to me. But I feel bad for people that are actually like passionate about the um you know those characters or dc in general i mean it just sucks like i i, I don't know understand why they keep pushing it back i get canceling stuff and trying to be more profitable but you can't just keep pushing it back and back and back so does anybody think that the amber heard situation has anything to do with this yeah that's what I was going to say. I, I absolutely believe 100% that's the entire reason is that they're just hoping that by next December, everybody will have kind of forgotten about that. And the fact they hate Amber Heard, they'll probably find ways between now and then to trim her appearance in the movie as much as possible. Apparently, she already that already uh, happened even before this trial. Yeah, shit. I heard they like 15 they, minutes yeah, she, of, yeah. of screen time or something. Yeah. She said that on the uh, she actually said that on the stand that they skimmed like her roll down like a ton because they're of probably, it wouldn't surprise me that they're cutting her then. They're probably taking the time to cut her out altogether and shuffle the, and, yeah, and move the pieces around to make the movie, you know, make sense. That's that's what we'll I suspect. Be getting, we'll be getting announcement in the next. Uh, we'll be getting an announcement in the next couple of months that they're just recasting her role altogether, and they'll spend the next year doing like a, a Christopher Plummer when he took over for Kevin Spacey in that Ridley Scott or that like, Zack Snyder shit that happened with y'all when <laughs> that. Yeah, when they were talking to the other side of the fence. What's up, guys? Yeah, right. What's yeah. up? I'm definitely right. here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh Christ! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. I, I, I I liked some of the DC movies. There's not one I can say I love. Even the um the Snyder four hour Justice League, which I like a lot. That's probably my favorite of all the DC right. movies. But like Corey said, I'm I'm glad I don't have any dog in this <laughs> race because they they've just done a, an abysmal job. Yeah, almost from day one of running this thing. Like every movie has has had some sort of something going oh, yeah. on around it. It's well, I wish to say we were joking around with those comments, but we're not. We're being dead fucking serious. Every single movie that they put out has been pushed around. Every single one. Dating back to Man of Steel. Yeah. But, like, who's to say... I mean, like, I could see, like, cutting the Amber Heard stuff out, but who's to say that, like, Ezra Miller's any better? Yeah, like, but, you're gonna cut him out completely? But you the know Flash what I mean? Like, had no, that was not even... What he did the, was... Insane yeah, but the too. Flash wasn't even mentioned in this article. Surprisingly, the Flash yeah. is sticking to its, what is it, next March or no, June. Next June, it got pushed back to. And I think, I think. Right, but what, I'm, what I'm saying though is like, you know, why scrub some of Amber Heard's parts? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, because they're probably already I, I'm anyway. saying like Ezra Miller. Well, they just were already bad, did, You know what I they mean? Were already, their minds were already. This is what I take. This is, this is not nothing confirmed. I, I'm not taking this from many articles. This is just what I personally feel. 
I feel that they already made up their minds with the Amber Heard situation and were in the they were proceeding along with you know doing what they were going to do with getting rid of her from the film altogether. And then Ezra Miller right. shit happened. They had more notice. But then the her. Ezra Miller yeah. stuff happened. I, I get you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I to to Jocelyn's point, I think the reason is, and again, we don't know anything. I'm just pulling this out right. of my Same. ass. Nobody knows outside of like movie geeks who Ezra Miller is. Like, even though he's been in the news, I don't think your average person has paid much attention to that story. Everybody in the fucking world knows who Amber Heard is, regardless of whether or not they've seen one of her movies. Like, I just I think there's more to lose. There's just more exposure for them there, just because more people know about that scenario, know that situation. Right. I I still think they have a big problem on their hands with this Flash movie, and and they're like, believe me, I think more than anything, that's what they're behind the scenes trying to work on is how to fuck a we're going to be able to put this movie out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's really not much to say about Shazam because obviously that's obvious why I got pushed back. It doesn't surprise me, but to, to, I don't know, put a bow on this, uh, Aquaman fiasco. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's Amber Heard. I definitely think that that's the reason why. I think she's she's just going to be cut altogether. And personally, I don't see her being recast. I just see the role being just cut out. <laughs> I don't think they had the time or money to to do all that recasting, reshooting, mumbo jumbo. Especially with the fact that this is now like the fourth release date that they've given this movie. If they if they recast it and, and we're doing reshoots unless they're secretly doing it right now unbeknownst to everybody in the industry or every all everybody you me whoever then they're gonna push this movie back again i don't see december being enough time i don't know it's just crazy you know this this whole Warner Brothers situation even just like you said justin the way they've been handling this and I've been very vocal about it. I'm not, I'm not going to get into yet another tirade about how I feel about Warner Brothers handling of DC over the last decade. But, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm at a loss for words at this point with this with this BS. So let's just move on. Um, well, I just one sure, more thing. Sure. Be prepared. Like, like you brought up that Salem's Lot movie. Be prepared for them to ask at least one, if not more, movies that they've already made. Well, if for no other reason, I mean, the tax write-off shit apparently is is lucrative to them. But also from a PR standpoint, they can't let the Latina Batgirl movie be the only movie that they shit can. They, they have to get rid of something else just so they can go back and say, well, it didn't have anything to do with that. It just it didn't test well. Well, that's that's you know, they're going to stick to whatever their bullshit story is. Yeah, well, they're starting to they're starting to cancel like series now, too, because Greg sent yeah. me the other day, the new Batman series that they J.J. Were, Abrams is doing. It's like well, canceled. Well, this already. is what I was going to move on to anyway, actually. But uh, the um, it was 36 the other day, 36 series altogether. And then I think this morning I read they canceled six more. So that will put it at 42. And then the movies, I think it's been like there's only been a handful of movies but still um big budget movies we're just talking Batgirl for now everything else that was supposed to go on there they're just putting in theaters so they can make something off of it um I don't know 
I mean, this just this dates back to our conversation about HBO Max last week, you know, and they're and they're in the week before that too. Like I feel like every week now, if we're not celebrating, you know, a deceased actor's life, we're fucking talking about HBO Max and their shenanigans. But um, you know, because they've got these. Two I think everybody here. put their. What's up? I think everybody put their their eggs in the the um the streaming basket and just kind of like got ahead of themselves and i think that's a big part of like why hbo max is imploding like i'm sure it's not pulling in the kind of numbers that they wanted it to and this is just like with the the regime change at warner brothers this is the kind of shit that used to go on in the 80s and i don't think people were is tuned into the like the behind the scenes shit as we are now so like a lot of this stuff or they would still release movies that they already made. They would just bury them and, and not, you know, not put any money be- behind advertising and shit like that. Now everything's so hypercharged that they'll eat ninety million dollars, and it becomes lucre- It becomes a, a a money earner because of a fucking tax write off. Like it's just crazy that that's where we're at with right. this stuff. And it's all because of the merger. I mean, I I truly don't think that this is all yeah. decisions being made by. HBO, obviously, this is all Discovery stepping in and being like, wait a minute, we got to reanalyze all this crap you guys have been doing. Like two years ago, you had every theatrical film debut on this service same day, day and date, you know, and I just feel like that really didn't do them any favors, first off. But, you know, I, with with all these movies that they shot and we're going to just premiere straight on the service, I mean, look, Batgirl canceled, Evil Dead theatrical house party theatrical like clearly they like you're saying like they don't have as as much hope for their service as they thought and it's funny to me because i thought this was i thought hbo max i could have swore i read somewhere and it would make sense with all the people that i talked to that always seem to have hbo max like they were the third biggest streaming service after like what was it netflix and and amazon prime i guess would be the first two I would think Disney might be up there. I mean, but it's yeah, but it's like I already had HBO. So when HBO Max became a thing, if you have HBO, you like you automatically get it. There's no more HBO Go or HBO Now. It's just HBO Max. That's it. All lumped in the one service. But I'm saying, like, I didn't have to. I didn't have to pay anything extra. Like, I, I already was paying an HBO subscription. So I think that's. I, I mean, I know they have to factor this stuff in they don't just wing it but it's like i i just don't think that this has made the kind of money that they thought it was going to make right and now they're they're sort of hemorrhaging and 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 like just panicking and doing just fucking slicing and dicing yeah and it makes sense i mean i understand it from a business standpoint but i just think that yeah, but this I all feel is, like, it's all uh, yeah it's all, of course but one of two things one i think it's either they came in and realized that HBO Max had, they were just, I don't know, too big for their britches, I guess, and had to cut the fat. Or they're coming in and they're just trimming way too much, you know? They're just getting excessive with the cuts, you know? I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't have a bird's eye view of what the hell is going on behind the scenes. Nor do I want to know. But, hey. I'm just here to report the news. I'm happy doing so and, and, and adding my two cents. It's fun doing that. I'm fine where I'm sitting. Um, unless anyone gives a flying fuck about the nun too, we can move on. I forgot there was a nun one. 
Yeah, uh, right. I, I don't know. That bitch just terrifies me. I thought the, the no one me, was conjuring, so. too, to be honest. I, I will gladly admit that. Yeah. The the movie was, yeah, the nun movies were weird. She, the bitch creeps me out, though. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not looking forward to a second one. File this under things you didn't see coming. Halloween Ends will stream on Peacock, same day it's released in theaters, <laughs> October 14th. Peacock didn't get the fucking memo that they aren't doing that shit anymore anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, um, it was announced yesterday that, uh, like I said, day and date, Jimmy Lee Curtis herself made the announcement on her uh, Twitter. There's the video right here, I'm not going to play it, but yeah, she's, uh, it's being positioned as the final battle. We've seen the preview. You know, it's coming. It's coming up real quick, actually. So, hey, I'm not gonna lie. On the inside, I'm fucking <laughs> giddy. Can't wait for this. It's gonna be it's fucking awesome. I, I just I can't wait. Um, and yeah, well, we I'm happy about this personally. I feel like the decision to do it last year was a successful one because it still made. I want to say the opening weekend was... It still made over $50 million opening yeah. weekend, even though it premiered the same day with uh, Peacock. And the first one was either 77 or $78 million. So it wasn't that far off. It did of a pretty drop, good. You know? not, to mention, not to mention a whole pandemic you know, people were going through at the time still a year ago. We're still at the tail I end think, of it. Uh, I think this movie's in a unique position because a lot of people are going to want the experience around Halloween of going out at night to a full theater and experience on a horror movie like that. So I think this movie actually makes sense to do day and date because I don't think it'll hurt the box office too much because I know personally for me, that's a fun experience around Halloween. I think a lot of people want to do that. I mean, we used to do that with the Saw movies, you know, I, I think a lot of people will go for that in the theater still. Yeah. I'm at, I'm happy because, you know, we can just, I guess, let this little tiny cat out of the bag now just like last year we plan on covering it <laughs> that the week it comes out Jesus. just like Halloween Kills we, and it helps us because we can just watch it at home as well I mean I plan on being there for either A in another advanced screening like the first two Halloween films that David Gordon Green did or B be there fucking like right said Fred opening <laughs> I'll night I'll be sitting there me, my, me myself and I if I have to I'll be I sitting care. on my couch <laughs> and coming for and coming from the other end of the spectrum, I'm happy that I only pay what like five dollars a month for my streaming service, and I get a movie that costs like twenty dollars at the movie theater for free. Oh, I pay that much a month with my movie <laughs> with uh the uh, a list at AMC. So uh, I forgot you, you do that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a steal, dude. Especially when I go to the movies as much as it's just, it's a steal. Anyway, I, like I said, I'm happy. I'll be there both theatrically and in my bed. Or couch, one of the two, and uh, it'll help us in the long run because you know we plan on covering it that week. So, speaking of, um, next week we'll have news that pertains to the Halloween Harathon. So, next week on ViewerCast, check it out. All right, anybody want to want to add anything else on this before we move on? I'll take a stunned silence as, uh, no. Alright, The Batman 2. I feel like we have a lot of Warner Brothers related news tonight. Batman 2 has been officially announced, as well as the Penguin series with um, Colin Farrell. That was uh, discussed. Matt Reeves, 
apparently signed a rich deal with Warner Brothers that uh, this was yesterday, uh, again, reported by Joe Blow and uh, through The Hollywood Reporter. And him and Madison Tomlin will co-write the script for The, the Batman 2. Um, it's in development. It's now official. Last week we said, you know, we were talking about how you brought it up, Corey, actually, I remember that you couldn't believe that that sequel hasn't been greenlit yet. Well, here we are. Well, asking you, uh, Is it true, though, that Pattinson isn't necessarily going to be coming back, though? I thought I read that. Like, Reeves is signed on, but I heard Pattinson's not signed on yet. Or two more. Is that true, or did I misread that? I've never heard anything that had any doubt. I, I feel like if I would have read something about that, I would have brought it up tonight. Okay, maybe I misread. I'd say if 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 Pattinson doesn't come back, there's the obvious choice <laughs> is to bring back Val Kilmer. <laughs> I I I read like a headline that he wanted to play Batman again. I didn't know if it was clickbait or not, so I didn't. I didn't read go. it. So Keaton's doing it. You got to get the next guy in line now. That would be Val Kilmer. Oh, will be Batman Forever lines and dub over him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. So, yeah. Um, the series and Batman 2 are coming. I mean, I like the Batman a lot. So, of course, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't have much to add. I'm just... Because there's really nothing much to talk about because nothing's been announced other than it's been greenlit. Hey, it's coming out. Yeah. I'm just excited. What's happening? We don't fucking know. I wasn't... I wasn't... Wasn't excited at first for the idea of a penguin series. I'm like, really? Like, is is this character that interesting? And then I saw the movie, and now I'm like, oh, I can totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. Colin Farrell playing right. the yeah. penguin. Yeah, because he really didn't get much screen time in the movie. Like, it, that was one of my biggest gripes. Was like, I wanted more. No, penguin. I agree. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what direction the sequel goes. Is it going to be like you know the noir type movie like the first one was, or? Is oh, he going to sure. move away Absolutely. from that slightly? And then obviously, you know, the speculation of who the next uh, villains are going to be. But, you know, I'd be interested in maybe he kept some of it, but took it a little bit of a different way. You never know. Coming in 2023, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the video game. This was uh, next year. It's coming for the PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, the Xbox Series, and Xbox One. Gamers can either play as one of the clowns hunting down townspeople or a Crescent Cove citizen fending off the circus freaks. This is, uh, oh, of course, the clowns will be Jumbo, Shorty, Chubby, Spiky, and Rudy. We really have to cover this film on the podcast, guys. I fucking love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, I really fucking do. We don't talk about it enough. It's going to be a multiplayer game. Um, Sounds like Friday the 13th. Asymmetrical. Kinda. It's going to be three versus seven. Hard game that pits three clowns against seven humans. It sounds like, it, as I'm reading the description, actually, from the, the, the official site, Clowns win by capturing most or all the human citizens of Crescent Cove, while humans win by either deactivating the clown's big top spaceship, escaping the map before time runs out, or keeping the majority of the townsfolk alive for the entire round. Good Shepherd Entertainment has noted that the video game maps are inventive but faithful recreations of iconic locations from the movie. 
the Geodos Brothers, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is having something of a revival. Yes, we know, because they also were announced recently that they're going to have a uh, Halloween Horror Nights Down at Universal um, attraction based on them this oh, year. Yeah. Sounds fun. So, I love Killer Clowns. I, I, I could have sworn... Like a series was supposed to be announced or was announced for either. I feel like it was the Sci Fi Channel a few years ago, but it just went nowhere. It just kind of announced that, hey, there's going to be a Killer Clowns Matter Space series. Cool. Sci Fi Channel. Awesome. Nothing. Crickets. You know? I think the video game. I love Killer Clowns. I do. I really do. Me too. I think the video game is a good idea. I think it's a good medium. Like, having played. It's, it's yeah, fun. having played Friday the Thirteenth, the game, I was—I didn't play it a ton, but I had a lot of fun when I did play it. It was really cool being on both sides. Right. So yeah, this sounds interesting. I, you know, I like the team-based type thing. So I'd probably give it a shot. I never played Friday the Thirteenth, but I have played. Uh, was it Dead by Daylight or something? Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I did play that. I was getting asked. About I that played one. that. Yeah. Uh, the the person system who I played it on, he had like a. It was either Freddy Krueger or Ghostface, one of those two, um, as one of the killers you could play as, or what I did, hide from. So yeah, um, and it's fun, so I can get down with this shit, you know. Hopefully they got the Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme song from the Dickies. They have to include that. Justin, I haven't heard a peep from you this whole conversation. Where are you at on Killer Clowns? I have not seen it since it first came out on video in what, 1988, 89? Like, it came out in 88 officially. I feel like if you gave it a yeah, rewatch like, now, you'll like it. I really do. That's, that's the thing. I, I, like, it's so I dumb. It's so much dumb something. fun. Yeah, I was flipping around for something to watch with my son yesterday, and he kind of, that one came up. Like we scrolled past it, and he was like, "What is that one?" So maybe I'll watch that with him one day, just to give it a rewatch. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw it the other day when I was scrolling through my uh, YouTube channels. It's on the the free movies right now for this month on YouTube. Yeah, I think I saw it on Tubi. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's on all the Tubi free services Justin. for the month. <laughs> Tubi, <laughs> fucking telling you, Tubi's awesome. Tube, Tubi and Canopy, my two go-tos. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. <clears throat> Next, um, we could talk about actor Owen Teague has been cast as the lead primate in the upcoming Planet of the Apes film. Now, now this is of course coming from Wes Ball, who did the Maze Runner trilogy for Fox. I we also have a quote from Deadline. Ball delivered a script to the studio that instantly excited execs about where this new story could take fans of the franchise. Casting process began soon after that. Prior to the 4th of July holiday, execs and Ball began testing the talent for lead roles. While the search remains for the main human role, Teague wowed execs with his screen tests and was offered the role in recent weeks. Y'all probably being like, who the fuck is Owen Teague? All right, so he's like a kid actor, like a teenager. He was in a bunch of recent Stephen King adaptations. He was in that Cell film with Sam Jackson and John Cusack. He was in the, on the, 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 the recent Stand miniseries. But most of us here will probably remember him. He was the lead boy in the It film. Or maybe not the lead boy. He was one of the bullies 
in uh it chapter one. So look them up. O W E N T E A G U E Owen Teague. He's gonna be your new Caesar. There's no it, no. It's not Caesar recasted. It's a new ape. This this because spoiler alert, Caesar's dead. And this is a new timeline, so you know, it's not gonna be a flat out Planet of the Apes remake, because I don't think that's the game plan. I think they're doing their own thing with this with the uh concept with this series. I just feel like this is going to be a new story set in the same universe. Like we might probably, I, I I can see them having like a Caesar statue or something like a memorial, you know, if it's just like 10 years down the road for everything that he did for apes, something cool like that. You know, I can see that happening if, if, if everything I'm hearing is true. So. And you said this is a TV series or a movie? This is a movie. This is, this is, Movies. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a, a like new, new trilogy. trilogy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because Matt Reeves isn't involved anymore. So, but to be fair, I wasn't excited about the Matt Reeves trilogy until I saw the first one. So maybe this one will be good. <laughs> but I watched the Maze Runner. Right. The first, maybe I watched the first two, and they're well, both pretty shitty. So I don't know. I'm not super excited. My my daughter Madeline's obsessed with the Maze Runner trilogy. Um, I saw the first one. I liked it. I didn't love it. I wasn't wowed over it. And that's as far as I've gotten. I haven't seen the other two major films. He's a fine director. <laughs> I mean, he's done... He didn't... It's nothing I've never seen different. You know, it's, it's nothing new. So... Um, it had... Uh, so it was fine, I guess. It was okay. I remember the sequel had Littlefinger. I don't know the actor's name, but he was Littlefinger on Game of Thrones. And uh, he had a terrible American accent. And he's like, The Scorch! I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm not watching it anymore. Oh, it was Carl Caddy from The Wire. Yeah. I was going to say, he yeah, did a good American accent. Yeah, accent, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and it's also... No. Nope, never mind. Forget it. We got this. Um, you know, it's it's something different. And if it's going to be in the same universe, then I'm down. Just don't fucking try and remake or touch the original film because damn you dirty apes, there's only one person who can do that. Do not fucking Yeah, they already do had that. Malfoy say so, it. Yeah. I don't need to have them, somebody else say it again. Yeah. All right, moving on. It was only a matter of time before this got brought up in some fashion here on the show. Movie Pass, movie theater subscription is set to make a comeback. Oh, fucking shit. They're... <laughs> Their reputation is so fucking torched. It is so <laughs> nuclear radioactive. They're never coming back in a real way. So, this is according to the deadline. There will be a wait list established for those <laughs> interested. I will not be joining this list. Oh, no. And signing up for the movie theater subscription service. Those who wish to join or rejoin can do so on their official website when they reopen on... Well, it'll be yesterday at 9 a.m. Thursday, August 25th. It will be open for five days and will be operated on a first-come, first-served basis. Anyone can sign up for free, and those who successfully apply will receive notifications on Labor Day when they will be offered the three subscription price <laughs> tiers. The price tiers are said to range from $10, $20, or $30. Each option will give the subscriber credits, which they can use to purchase, t- purchase tickets each month. See, I've already smelled the bullshit coming from a mile away. 
fucking keywords here. Purchase. Wait a minute. Well, I got to purchase something. I've already purchased the pass. That should be it. There should be no more purchasing done. However, it is reported that during the beta, the beta phase, there will not be an unlimited ticket option available. Yeah. I wonder... So, during, hang on yeah, real quick good. for you. During the panel in which Stacy Spike outlined, I guess Stacy Spike is some exec from some bullshit con artist from movie phone speaking for them, <laughs> outlined the future business plan. He, oh, I'm sorry, he. He explained that it's not lost on him how the errors of the past can repeat as, as it is an evolved, evolving process for the business. Spike's, I love this part. Spikes emphasized, "We're going to make mistakes. <laughs> that's all you've been. That's all you've been doing. Sure, they fucking are. We're not going to get it. We're not going to get it right out of the box. <laughs> it's going to be trial and error. At least he's honest. Movies pass. We will. Movie passed under the falter in 2018 when Mission Impossible Fallout had demand so high that it fried the company's circuit board, and there were not enough tickets to meet the customers' orders. I remember that because at the time I was taking full advantage of that fucking policy. Ten dollars a month. I could go see a fucking movie a day. I could go see two movies a day. I could see unlimited movies. There was no catch for ten dollars. Oh, there a was a month. catch between the month. Between the month, no, Corey. The, for the first six to seven months, I had that shit. There was it was legit. There were and no all the hackers catches. And- it wasn't until it wasn't until fucking Mission Impossible Fallout came out. It fucked everything up, and then they started with the whole. Oh well, now we're gonna we're gonna have these like they they started establishing like certain times a day you can only use the service and then like there was like these premier times you if you wanted to use the service on weekends you whenever you um reserved your seat like you didn't get it for free you you paid a discounted price for it, it was like six or seven dollars but like it wasn't free. It was bullshit, dude. It, I, I, I got out of that shit real quick after this. That shit started happening. And then it actually it didn't really start with Fallout. It started with, before Fallout came out because it actually was Infinity War that started this shit storm. That's not the catch I was talking about, so, though. The catch I was talking about is they probably sold your fucking data. Like, I'm wondering how long after these people sign up for this shit no, are they going to like start getting spam emails from fucking China or wherever. Yeah, this was five years ago, and I haven't. Nothing's happened. Because nothing happened doesn't mean nothing they didn't different. sell it. They sold everybody's. Keep data. your bullshit theories to yourself, man. Keep your bullshit theories to yourself. They were caught. They sold data. We already got. We already got one fucking conspiracy theorist on this podcast. We don't need two. Okay, I'm talking about you, Justin. At me, am I the conspiracy <laughs> <Of course>. theorist? That's <laughs> <laughs> why so we fucking love it was you. Proven, they sold data. They like it was proven. They uh, did it. Well, they didn't sell my data. Like I said, five years strong, and no one's been calling me from Korea. Anyway, uh, we received our first real batch of information on Glass Onion Knives Out, including the sequel's Netflix release date and plot synopsis. This happened today, or Wednesday this week. Um. So the film comes out December twenty third on Netflix. Uh, we have a where's the, I thought that we had a plot synopsis too. I guess I didn't read that one correctly. Yeah. So yeah, the whereas Knives Out centered around a mystery surrounding a rich family 
This time, the whodunit focuses on a rich tech billionaire and his circle of friends. Miles Braun, Braun, B-R-O-N, like my favorite character on Game of Thrones. Miles Braun, played by Edward Norton, is, is said billionaire, who invites his closest friends to a coastal getaway at uh, Porto Healy in Greece, which the movie filmed on location at. The problem is somebody ends up dead, and Detective Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig, reprising the role, is called in to solve the the case. So, they also showed a photo. It's basically like the cast at the table with uh, Benoit Blanc at the end of it, talking to them all. And I can already, by looking at this picture, a just kind of guesstimate who's going to be the the one dying in this one. Because the first one, it was right at the gate. Christopher Plummer killed himself, or did he? But in this one, looks like everyone that's on the cast list is at this table, except for one person. Ethan Hawke is missing from this cast photo, and I know he's in the movie. So maybe he's the one who ends up dead. That's just my assumption. Anyway, enough speculating. Where are you guys at on Knives Out? I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of that movie. It's great. I'm excited for it. I know what I'm going to be doing on Christmas Day this year. So Yeah, I think I'm going to hold off the two days to watch it myself on Christmas morning. Give myself something to do, you know? It was, it was really good, and it's one of those yeah. few uh, like mystery movies that actually warrants a rewatch because there's more stuff to see. Like Most of those yes. movies you watch once and you're done, but Knives Out I've actually watched, I think, three times now it, it was that interesting and that much stuff to kind of pick up as i went through so yeah it was really good yeah i feel like justin fucking hates it or thinks it's overrated no i don't i don't hate it it was it was, it was okay ah, there it is it's one, okay I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the whodunit oh, genre really? like that's one of my least favorite yeah i just don't those kind of movies just don't Why, do it for like guess whodunits and, and no nah, i just don't care i i'm not I, I don't know. I just don't get involved in those. Like spy movies, I don't dig those. There's just certain genres that don't do You're it. You're the kind of I'm person, a, if you, know, you want to be done it, you'll go play Clue. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, eh. not into those type of movies and stuff, too. But uh, I think, like, the cast in the first Knives Out really drew me into it and stuff. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested based on the name you mentioned for part two. Like, the cast has me interested. Um, I mean, I liked. I, I went into Knives Out wanting to hate it because I was really mad at Ryan Johnson at the time for The Last Jedi. So yep. I was just like, fuck him and everything he does. <laughs> but I, I ended up liking it more than I had anticipated. But I, like, gun to my head right now, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. I, I remember nothing about it except Daniel Craig was in it. Well, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon. Right. And what's her name? And uh, the yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's like i remembered like certain people from the cast i guess now that you're saying it but i really remember nothing about the movie i just itself. remember uh jamie lee curtis like her big non-halloween comeback to the big screen that was uh, a big deal for me because i love jamie lee curtis and i don't see her enough in movies because she doesn't do them enough anyway um the, the, the cast for this movie i feel I was thinking about it earlier at work. Stacked up against the first film, I think the first film's cast is bigger. So we'll go back over the cast for this part for this for this one coming up. So we have Ed Norton, of course we mentioned him. Um, 
Jeanelle Monier is, is going to be in it. Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein. I'm not familiar with that name. Kate Hudson, Dave Batista, and Ethan Hawke. And then in the first film, I can just recite that one right now. Actually, just pull up the uh, the first films. Here we go. In the first film, we had Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Colletti, Ah, Lakeith Stanfield. He's not in this new one. Christopher Plummer, uh, Ricky Lindholm, Edie Patterson, Frank Goss. We had a bunch of people. Jason Gordon Lovett in a voice cameo. Hmm. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Yeah, the first, now that you've read them both back to back, the, the first one definitely is more stacked. I'm just such an Edward Norton fan, and he doesn't, he doesn't do much. Yeah, much. He doesn't do days. enough these yeah. days. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. And I, look, yeah, and I've really become a big. I was, I was about Hawk to say, it. I fucking love me some Ethan Hawke. So, you know, definitely. Yeah, I, I've never liked him for the longest time, but like the past like ten or so years, I've, <laughs> I've had a, a turnaround. I think I said something similar to that on the uh, Before Sunset episode this week, which you should all be checking out. Anyway, um, anything else on this before we move on? I'm excited. Like I said, Christmas morning. I know what I'm doing. Opening presents. Opening presents, that's right. All right. <laughs> well, it looks like the film Beast with Idris Elba versus the Lion will be clawing its way onto Peacock before Halloween this year because the uh, company announced that it will be debuting on the service October 14th, just in time for Halloween. Um, yeah, they've been kind of on a roll. And they also announced a bunch of horror franchises that will be on the service for Halloween season including the Child's Play series, the Saw series the Halloween series, the Tremor series, and the Phantasm series um, yeah so I didn't see this film yet I guess no one else could give two shits about Idris versus the CG I want to see it I love Idris <laughs> Elba, I kind of hope like him and the fucking lion become friends by the end or something just because Idris is so fucking like charismatic I'll watch the movie. I, I, it's, I'm not I had, at all. I had, uh, <laughs> yeah, I same. had screener tickets to it on my birthday, but I ended up going to dinner for my birthday instead. Ain't that a bitch. So, <laughs> like, sorry, beast. Ain't that lose a to bitch. Squires. That's right. All right. <laughs> I think you made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely probably. did. Uh, okay. Well, like I said, October 14th. Do what you will with that information. Happy 10th anniversary to A24 Films, which celebrated its 10th anniversary <laughs> this week on uh, August 22nd. So, hey, dude, A24 has like become one of my favorite fucking studios, like for real, since they just just came out of nowhere with. Uh, Did you see bodies, bodies, bodies yet? Not yet. Been hearing good yet. things. Back. No, no, but when I first heard about them was the uh, Spectacular Now, and I adore that movie to death. So, and then since then, uh, you know, Enemy Under the Skin, Boxer, not Boxer, um, um, The Rover. 
Tusk. I'm just going down the film off the film list. Uh, the films that stick out. You know, while we're young, that's a good one from Noah Baumbach with uh, Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys and Ben Stiller. Yeah. So A24 films. I y'all are quiet. Uncut, Uncut gems. Uncut gems. I mean, of course we could just fucking Uncut name gems. all the movies and stuff, but like, I don't know. It, what were some of your favorite A24 movies? How about that? Was it Midsommar one? Yeah. I mean, I have you, Midsommar's on yeah. there, yeah. Midsommar's, the Ari Aster movies are on the there, Witch, yeah. Green Room, one of the more underrated, I feel, A24 films with uh, Which one? Green was- Room with Anton Yelchin. Is that? Imogene Patrick, Poots, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Stewart as the uh, neo-Nazi. That's a good one. Yeah, dude, that, that's a fucking great film. It's a brutal film. But uh, yeah, not for the faint of heart, but definitely a film to check out if you can stomach it. It came out like 2015-ish. Um, and it's got fucking Anton and uh, Leo Shawcat and some other cats are all in this punk band. And I... I haven't seen the film in a few years and they are playing at this, this club that, you know, there's just punk band and they turns out the, the clubs ran by a bunch of neo-Nazis and they didn't really know until the day of or when they got there and they end the set with uh Nazi punks fuck off and that sets a mood <laughs> and then like one thing leads into it, like, you know, leads into another and then the band ends up witnessing one of the, skinheads murder kill somebody by accident and then all hell breaks loose and the movie just it's brutal it's fucking brutal so yeah check that one that's out that's a good green one. room that's that's my that's my recommendation for this conversation so unless anybody else yeah it does I, there's some shit in that film that i cannot watch um probably ex machina it's <laughs> fucking brutal ex machina is probably my favorite that comes to my head like right away with a24 just because that's one of my favorite like modern sci-fi <clears throat> movies i know we've talked about I've it in gotta, the past. I, i've got to see that still i get to see it it's good I, I put it off and I finally watched it earlier this year. It's it's amazing. It, it really is yeah. that good. Nice. Um, I'll throw another one out there. I've talked about this before, uh, either on this show or the film effect. But Free Fire, which is literally like an hour and a half fucking gunfight in a uh, warehouse. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. It's got Brie Larson, Killian uh, Murphy, Jack Raynor. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Yeah. Where he got canceled. Noah Taylor. It's a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad movie. Patrick Burgeon did it. The Irish actor from uh, uh, Patriot Games. Or was it Clear and Pleasant Danger? He was the villain. One of those two. One of those Jack Ryan movies from the Harrison Ford era. But yeah, A24 also are responsible for. Uh, well, we mentioned. The, the the better of the films, uncut gems. But I wanted to mention Good Time because Good Time is a fucking. It's, I was I was yeah. actually just getting ready to say I see Good Time on there, and I was going to ask if you guys have seen it yet. Definitely Good Time. It was a good time. Yeah, Good Time. The artist, uh, I mean, the disaster <laughs> artist. Gotta talk about the disaster artist, or or at least mention that that movie. Um, I really have to see First Reformed. Everyone keeps talking about it and, and raving about yes. it. <laughs> Yes. Um, Hereditary, great fucking movie. 
That that's yeah. that's a serious movie. Um, mid nineties. I was really let down by that movie, but I feel like I owe it a rewatch just to see if maybe I was in a shitty mood when I watched it or something. Because I feel like I would, sh- I should have liked that movie more. And then of course, Justin Under the Silver Lake. Who I feel like you and I are the only two people in existence who have yeah. seen that movie. That's uh, David Roger Mitchell's uh, follow up from to uh, It Follows. Fucking people didn't follow him to the next movie. That's for sure. Fuck no, they didn't. But uh, no, it's a it's it's an extremely difficult movie. Like it's not a Andrew Garfield. uh, Like to sit down and turn turn brain off and watch it. It's good shit though. I mean, a twenty four. Don't fuck around. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, the last two films I will mention are The Lighthouse because I gotta and uh, another one that came out recently that I've talked about. And that's Red Rocket. You know what? There are three movies I want to, I want to mention. Red Rocket and um, also X, which uh, came out earlier this year from Ty West. Because that movie's a fucking great slasher film. Got Kid Cuddy's in it, Brittany Snow, uh, Mia Goth, and my girl, Jenna Wednesday. Ortega. So it's good <laughs> Wednesday shit. Wednesday Adams. That's right, Wednesday. Did you see X yet, Corey? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I I would say my only complaint was I know why he did it, but I wasn't a huge fan of the old makeup with Mia Goth. I, I, I wasn't a huge I'm not a big fan of like people in old makeup in general. That was the only thing that didn't quite work for me. I know why he probably did it, but just did I don't know. Right, right. I just right. don't like old like young people in old makeup. Doesn't work for me a lot of times. I gotcha. I Other gotcha. than that though, it was good. All right. Cool. All right, we can move on to our final news article of the week, and that is, and it's also we're going back to HBO Max because they announced today that a Christmas story story. Wait, what's it called? The, The Christmas story sequel called A Christmas Story Christmas will be released on November. It's coming out this year, November seventeenth. November seventeenth. A lot of fucking thought into that. The title. Christmas Story Jesus sequel. Christ. Yeah, really. Every <laughs> I, I, everything about it blows already, and I haven't like I don't know anything beyond the title and the fact that they're doing a sequel. Like, just th- that. That's the worst fucking title I've ever heard. Peter Billingsley's back. I think he's directing it, if I'm not mistaken. He's also, of course, Richie, but he's kind of made a career out of being a director Ralphie. these days. Did I see Richie? There was Ralphie. already a... Ralph, yeah, there was already a... Yeah, Christmas it had fucking Daniel sequel. Stern. There, okay. Yeah, Daniel Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern. And Karen Calkin, I believe, <laughs> no. played either Ralphie no, or Now, Karen Calkin was a summer story. No, it wasn't. I don't think there was like anybody that. else. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's anybody there's, else. There's actually... You've ever heard of in this one? There's two sequels, actually, because there's like there are two sequels. I was gonna say there are right. two sequels to this. Or, no, this will be the third sequel to a Christmas story. I'm there's not a kidding, summer guys. Story this will be the third sequel. There's Kieran a summer Calkin. story. There's a Christmas story too, yep. which I'm sure is no longer canon now that this is coming out. But who cares? It's still a sequel. And then there's the 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 legacy sequel that's coming out on November 17th that we're talking about right now. So yeah, this is actually the third 
fuck. Well, you can't really speak on this one because you we haven't even fucking seen a, a picture or a trip. We're just now learning what the fuck it's called, okay? You're like, it, it sucks. already sucks. <laughs> it does. It's called A Christmas Story Christmas. It sucks. If they couldn't put any imagination into the title, imagine how fucking bad the script is. I feel like I have to be the one to remind everybody here at this you know, little inner circle that Bob Clark's been dead for 15 years now. So he has no input in this. Because I feel like if Bob Clark was not dead, then maybe he'd have some input on the title. Rolling over in his fucking grave right now hearing this shit. (laughs) Yeah, but look, after the 80s, Bob Clark did like a bunch of super genius or baby (laughs) genius movies. So, I mean, it's not like he was... (laughs) Yeah, it's not not like he was firing on all cylinders towards the end. You know what? I have no idea. I don't know. I got nothing to say. Fucking baby genius. <laughs> I just remember seeing that on TV. I was like, this is a downfall and I'm like, of our but, fucking civilization. And I, <laughs> and I consider myself a Bob Clark fan just because of like Black Christmas. And I fucking adore Porky's. I think Porky's gets a bad rap. And A Christmas Story, obviously. And I'll tell you what, it's a terrible movie. But I love Rhinestone. I'll watch it every fucking time that I stumble across it. Is that Bob Clark? That's Get the Bob fuck Clark, out of yes. here. Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds? Yeah. And and no. And no, um, Sebastian Stallone. No, that's best of the horror. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian Stallone. It's Stallone, totally, Stallone and Dolly right. totally a Justin I movie. I fucking love it. When you said that, I was like, it is a Justin fucking is, movie oh right there. God. Oh, I adore that movie. It's so fucking entertaining. Exorcist 2. just say that's all i have to say two words all right let's move on gang let's move on to coming attractions coming soon to theaters let's kick off this week from previews with uh terrifier 2 so did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow he wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year oh you're not doing that it's just a costume. You think that guy's still out there? What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. They never found his body. What if he decides to come back here? I wouldn't worry about it. Wait a minute, aren't you that guy from the costume shop? Sir, what are you doing? It wasn't me. He was covered in blood on his shirt and his hands when he got here. I'm telling you, it was him, Allie. Right down to the little black dot on the tip of his nose. You're really weird, you know that? I believe him. About what? Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. No, I, I know when Jonathan's lying, okay? I, I could hear it in his voice. Something's, something's wrong. Look, we're gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. Stress-free environment. Yep. Speaking of surprises, kids, we have a very special guest with us today. All the way from Miles County, please welcome Art the Clown.
So where are you guys at on Terrifier? Haven't seen it. Am I am I the only Never person? Seen. Never am seen I the it. only person <laughs> familiar with Terrifier in this I've circle? I've heard of it. <laughs> I'm. I've seen the clown. Or the like, clown, I've, right? You know, I've seen. I guess yeah, like flipping through, uh, <laughs> probably Tubi. Uh, I've definitely come come across like the cover art with the clown. So I I recognize. Recognize that, but I know nothing else about this. What is now apparently a franchise. Uh, Art the Clown first appeared about ten years ago when this this in this anthology film called All Hallows Eve, and then about six seven years ago, he had they made a full length movie with the character called Terrifier with Art the Clown. Who made the movie? Because like, it it looked so. Uh, who huh? made the movie? Because it's a movie. Oh, who made it? It's uh, a, a filmmaker named Damien Leone. But like, what was the production house? Because it looked like a full moon movie when I like saw like the trailer. I didn't watch no, it for that reason. It looked bad. <laughs> no, it's actually it's it's actually a Dread Central production. Okay. It's um, yeah, it's the the movie itself. I like it personally. It's got some fucking brutal death scenes. Like some of the like most ballistic kills I've ever seen in my life happen in this movie. There's actually one scene that if I think about, I cringe and not in like a bad kind of way. Like a, I, I, I cringe from how fucking horrific it is and just how I, it's it's unsettling. Um, it's crazy. And then Terrifier Two is now coming out, and judging from this trailer. Um, it's definitely got more of a budget. It's definitely got more of a story. I'm excited for it just because I just, I think the first one is a, a really good cult classic and I think you guys should check it out. Um, I think it's on like Netflix. Is it on Tubi those, already? You know, it's probably on Tubi. It's probably Tubi. on Tubi. Yeah, it says watch, watch <laughs> now free on Tubi. There you go. There you go. Um, Tubi's the place to get. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a crazy long movie. It's basically like in a nutshell, you got this guy. There's these two girls on Halloween going to a party, or they're coming back from a party. I don't know. They're going, yeah, they're going to a party, and they they in this like the pizza shop or whatever to eat eating first, and they run into Art the Clown in there, and like he just stalks them throughout the movie to this place, and it's a lot of shit happens, and it's a messed up movie. So check it out. Or don't. You're your prerogative. The sequel, though, you know, would you guys think of seeing this, even though you don't know what the hell the first one's about or what this is about based it, off of the first it, one, all that stuff? You're yeah, it's clueless. one of those where, uh, like, initially upon, like, when I first saw the part of the trailer for the original, it looked so low budget. I thought it was just going to be crappy, but then I've heard a lot of people say it was good, so it's one of those I'll watch eventually. I mean, the trailer looked you know, for a slasher, it looks pretty good. I mean, I like Art the Clown's look. He's definitely unique. He looks really cool. So I, yeah. I'm intrigued by it. Like, you know, I didn't mean to put down the first movie. Like, just because it's low budget doesn't mean it's bad. It's just usually, oh, unless right. I hear I stuff about something first, when it looks that low budget, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not investing my time. I just don't have the time like I used to to watch that shit. Yeah, but this is cool because it's like, you know, you're seeing this 
franchise like just spawn right before our eyes. The last time uh, a horror franchise, you know, kind of made up upspring like this, well, I'd say probably Hatchet with yeah, Adam Green, probably fifteen years ago or so. And that even that series, like I I read somewhere, uh, I think it was Bloody Disgusting uh, earlier this week or it might have been last week or something. He had said that he feels like he has one more, at least one more Hatchet film left in him. So anything will be better than the last Hatchet film. So I thought Victor Crowley yeah, sucked. Yeah, it was bad. So and I and for the record, I'm a big fan of Victor Crowley, like the series, the franchise. The Hatchet series, I should say. It should be more specific. But that fourth film let me down so badly. So, hopefully he can do a fifth one and it can fucking redeem the franchise. So, go figure. You take out the Mary Beth character and shit goes south real quick. Anyway, um, another trailer news. Pinocchio. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the eighth wonder of the world. The one and only Pinocchio! Hello, Pops. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Jumping keepers. An almost real boy. <laughs> Turn around, let me get a look at you. I will be right here when you get back. Pinocchio is running around loose without a conscience? Can you imagine the trouble he's gonna get into? Wouldn't want that on my conscience. Everybody who's anybody wants to be a somebody! But I wanna be real! Why on earth would you want to be real when you can be famous? Pinocchio should have been home by now. Pinocchio! Like a bolt out of the He won't be a puppet anymore. That's for sure. Selfish. You will always be my real boy. A lie can really change a person, Pinocchio. <gasps> What's happening, Jiminy? Looks like some sort of fairy magic. Kinda on the nose, if you ask me. We got our second look, and that's coming out. Day and date. I think it's just... It, no. Sorry if I'm wrong. This is exclusively going to Disney Plus? Or is it going to be Disney Plus... Sorry. Disney Plus and theaters. I'm, I think I'm confused by this. I don't know if it's Disney Plus original. Oh, like, wow. as in that streaming service only. I can't imagine this not getting at least a limited theatrical one. And if it's Disney... Disney don't do limited. Disney just does wide. So... I don't know. It says distributed by Disney Plus. Wow. So I'll be damned. Sounds like it's gonna be yeah, original. 
That's how can I think it is. It's just since you got plus. this shit in front of you, Joss, can you tell me what the budget is? Because that's the real question I want to ask right now: what that budget is? How much are they investing in this? Some execs from not much more than uh, 35, 35 million. That's it. Wow, yeah, I so think thirty-five looked, million. Yeah, I, I thought the CGI looked pretty bad to be honest with you. I, See, I disagree. Right I thought it looked good. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I thought that Pinocchio looks like the cartoon right. version. Like, and a, I like. I mean, that. but I, I like, but I like that. that though. I mean, I know he's supposed to look wooden, no. but. I the, think it's cool. It's just in fact like no, the it's the way to go. It's the way to go. Look, it's the way to go. When you when you make it too realistic, it's not always the best way. Looking at you, Lion King. <laughs> it's just you know the way that they're doing this. I think's right. Um, I, I think they got the CG down with it. I just I don't know personally. I prefer the way it looks to like anything realistic you know there's also countless fucking off-brand pinocchio <laughs> remakes that some of which we got paulie shore and shit <laughs> look at yeah, there's only one pinocchio movie yeah. i'm watching the end sure. of this year <laughs> pinocchio a true story starring <laughs> paulie shore <laughs> I've oh to watch god <laughs> god love them i'm real looking forward to that i'm I'm looking forward to that one more uh, than this one to be honest i still want to see that polish or pinocchio i hate <laughs> i mean like i i was watching this and i was like it looks like roger rabbit <laughs> and i don't mean that as a compliment like roger rabbit it made sense like i don't understand why tom hanks is interacting with a cartoon and i don't mean cgi it looks like he's interacting with a hand-drawn cartoon, cartoon. And it's just not, bizarre. Uh, yeah not like he's a did little you, boy did you see yeah. the part i guess did you see the part where he's dancing on top of his bed because he's a fucking old man it's a goddamn exaggerated little kids movie chill out <laughs> no it's stupid why i don't understand why they insist on know. remaking po- pinocchio like are because they remade everything else they made a fuck- perfect they remade dumb everything of course they're gonna yeah, remake yeah, pinocchio why? Peter Pan, you're I don't next. Care about that wasn't any a of these live action movies anymore. After Lion King, you know, it's funny. I saw a side by side comparison on Lion King. So when Simba sees his dad die and the stampede coming in the original cartoon, like the expression on, um, you know, his face, and then in the new live action one, it just looks like a fucking lion. It's not live action. Stop calling it live whatever action. Whatever it is, a fucking realistic sorry, CGI'd not. version, whatever you want to call it. Right. Fucking Simba just That's looks right. like a lion. Just fucking there's no drama there. I I I haven't watched any of them since then. I heard Aladdin was bad too, but I haven't seen it. I don't care about these fucking movies. I didn't enjoy They're good for my Aladdin. Kid. Aladdin, yeah, oh my all. god, that the movie's so It'll be bad. good for my kid to watch. That's the way I Ugh, look at it. It's Aladdin. for kids. Like, you can watch the old one, you can watch the new one, you know, whatever. Alright, well I my my take in, in closing, I thought it looked fun. I'm excited to watch this at least once. So, comes out in what a few weeks? It's Disney Plus. What do you got to uh, lose? Uh, September eighth. Right, yeah, their yeah. weekend. Yeah. I guess. Oh fuck you! <laughs> All right, fuck your time. All right, let's move on to the last trailer that we're talking about this week, and that is our first look at the 
Hellraiser remake on Hulu. So, to my surprise, this I think I, I've known for the last year or so that they're going the uh, the, the female route with the Pinhead character, more like the uh, the the novel from Clive Barker. Yeah, makes so sense. This based off the look, though, it you it looks like fucking Doug Bradley. No, that's not <laughs> a bad thing. They're 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 sticking to the Pinhead look. I thought they were going to go off kilter and make it some. You know, like mistress with blonde, like sh- like locks and stuff, and like do something just different, like kind of like uh, what's her face from Return of the Living Dead Part Three. That's what I'm thinking of. Like that's the kind of vibes I thought they w- they were gonna go, but no, they're to my surprise, they're keeping it grounded and they're making it. They're making her look like Pinhead, like that we're used to. Who's playing Pinhead? So, is I, it I an actor, or, or I mean, or is it like an actress? Actress. I they're all called actors now. Oh, we're doing that? Okay. Um, no, it's... um. You know, I'm trying to pull it up. I was just imagining Tilda Swinton in right that now. fucking role. I think she could be a good pinhead. <laughs> you would, you would yeah, think. I mean, Jamie did, Clayton. You guys see a different trailer than I did? Because this was like a 10-second... Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all it is. That's, that's all, all it is. That's all it is. Okay. And... I thought it was the original pinhead. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that was the new pinhead. That's the new pinhead. That's an actress. That is uh, Jamie Clayton. She is a actress and model. Hey, yeah, and, so um, she hasn't done anything then. Okay. Whenever it says that, that means they're just a model. <laughs> so anyway, this is... Uh, Oh, she's also a trans woman. In uh, 2011, she was honored in Out Magazine as part of their annual Out 100 Awards. So, I like this. I, I think that this movie uh, can do, can, can be good. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a lot of unknowns. <laughs> Can't be any worse so, than the sequels. You know, I mean, that's, that's not always a bad thing. Back in 87, no one knew who the fuck Ashley Lawrence was. No one knew who Doug Bradley was. No one knew who Andrew Robinson was. Well, maybe maybe they did. Dick Harry. Dick, Dick Harry. Dick. Um, Dirty Harry. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking Dick Tracy Dick and Dirty Harry together. <laughs> so, you know, Dick Harry. Or the, the, the porn version. As a random combination. <laughs> Dick Harry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So my point is, you know, you gotta start somewhere. Um, it's it's you know it's not like I have to fucking go to a, to a theater. It's gonna be on Hulu. Uh, David Bruckner's doing it. For those of you who haven't who have have not seen the signal, check out the signal. Oh, that's a good one. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yes, that's the director. So I I have faith. And also he did the uh, amateur night segment from the first VHS <laughs> film, which to me is actually a legit scary segment. VHS was good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And he did the ritual on Netflix. Please check the ritual. Oh, is that out. the one where they're like in the woods? Eh, yeah, yeah. Yes, with with uh, Rafe Spall. That's a 
good movie on Netflix, and he did that. I've always so. uh, so yeah, he's doing the uh, he's doing. I always admired Hellraiser sequels because none of the scripts started as Hellraiser movies, and they just kind of shoved Pinhead in there. Well, the first two sequels, the first two sequels well, did. No, the first three yeah, sequels. But did. I'm saying like more recent, and then yeah, after more recent ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, the last like seven or eight of them, <laughs> yeah, basically. There's a shit. How many of those movies Check are? Tubi. Uh, Check Tubi. <laughs> exactly. They're on numerical order. So, and it's coming out early October. So I, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again soon because there'll be a full length trailer sooner than later. So until then, we shall move on. Two physical media roundup. Anybody pick up any new movies lately? Uh, I got some stuff. If I was going to say, you haven't been to a thrift store like recently, Justin. Not the thrift store. I went well. So last week I went to the Charles. I invited you, but you were unable to make it. Went to the Charles to see right. a movie, and was killing some time before it started. So I swung by Soundgarden on my way nice. down there, and yeah, picked up a handful. So I got Bustin' Loose, a R- Richard Pryor movie. Now it's not a good movie. It's not one I would tell most people to go out and see, but it's a movie I've been watching since I was about like nine or ten years old. And it's just one of those kind of nostalgia type movies for me. So um, I finally picked that one up. I got David Lynch's The Straight Story, which I've never seen. Yeah, I've always kind of been curious about. Um, if it, yeah. Dad, have you ever seen it, Jocelyn? No. Ever seen it? no, I haven't. Yeah, I've, I've always heard good stuff about it. It's supposed to be the most unlynch like movie of his career so i've always been curious it was 3.99 so I picked oh, all nice. these were like 3.99 by the way um i got the uh the downer cut of superman 2 which i i haven't seen huh uh, i haven't seen superman 2 in probably 30 years so oh, wow. i'm interested in watching that again i got the outsiders the complete novel version that's, that's good um curious that's, to see what that's that good from like. what i heard yeah, you've seen, I haven't seen that. Seen no, that? no, no, no. I, I'm a big fan of the original theatrical version, but you know, I'm sure. Yeah, same I'm here. sure it can't be that bad. I've heard good right. things, I, and I've been going back and, and trying to catch up or rewatch Coppola's '80s movies. So, uh, like, I have the outs now. I have the Outsiders. I bought Rumblefish not too long ago. The Cotton Club, the um, the director's cut of that. Um, Tucker, A Man in His Dream. So I, I want to go back and, and get reacquainted with, with that 80s period of Coppola. Um, a lot of people lately, I don't know why this movie's come up so much lately, but um, and, and I didn't buy the, this one, but uh, Peter Greenaway's the, the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover has been coming up a lot lately. Um, so I saw the box set. Of, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just saying, it just kind of came out of nowhere and everybody sure. recommended it to me. Yeah, yeah, I own it now. Did I you watch it. it? Good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw good it for the first time about twelve um, years ago at Sean's house. Funny enough, little, yeah, I need a little avant garde, but it, you know, it held my interest. I liked uh, Michael Gambon in that film. Very avant garde. So yeah, check it yeah, out. And, and 
and you know, speaking of avant-garde, so he, there's a box set of his early movies, and it was ten bucks. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll pick it up. Why not? And it's like a bunch of short films that he uh-huh. did, and then this one movie, and then this one movie that's like three hours long. Oh, so okay. um, there's not anything in between. So um, got that, and then the one I was most excited about. It's a um like a, a three movies on one disc of, of Ryan Gosling. It's drive, but listen to the three movies. It's drive, only God forgives, and the place beyond nice. the Nice. So I, I, yes, exactly. Drive and drive oh, is really? my least favorite of the three movies. Oh God, I love Drive. Is like in my top five favorite movies of all yeah, time. Yeah, Drive's great. I'm not shitting on Drive, fucking but love I drive. fucking love the place beyond the pines. And only God forgives right. is an underrated masterpiece. It, it, there's not, there's not a lot to too it, right there, man. But it's a no. What have you seen? Only like God it. forgives. You I have. Like it? I fucking loved it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a, it's a love it or hate it kind of movie. Like I don't yep. think there's any in between with it. Um, and I I rewatched it already, like the day after I bought all these, and, and just reiterated how much I fucking love that movie. It's it's. It's intense. It's very violent. Yeah. Oh, very violent. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those movies where, like, every single frame of it you could hang in an art gallery. It's just yeah. beautiful to look at. All that neon. Um, Cliff Martinez, another great soundtrack from yeah. him. It's just, it, it's not a lot plot wise, but it's just a real immersive experience um, visually and, and sonically. So, yeah, I love that movie. Um, I too have been. I too have made a trip to Soundgarden recently. I actually made out with a handful of 4K discs. I got the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 in 4K. I got um, uh, what was else? Oh, I picked up Dog Soldiers in 4K that came out from Screen Factory this past week, and it looks fucking awesome. I watched it this morning, and in fact, to uh, see how it looks, and it's like watching. Not looking good. it actually looks like a goddamn movie on filmed on thirty millimeter or thirty five millimeter for change. No, it's the it, before it looks because it, it was filmed on sixteen millimeter, like super real like shit, shit, when shit I back it on in DVD. like twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the, and the Blu-ray did it for that shit at Screen Factory put out about ten years ago. They tried their best to do what they could do with it. They I think they did a restoration off of a. HD master, which is not the same as doing it off of the negative, but for the 4K, um, uh, Second Sight, they were the ones overseas out of Europe who actually did the restoration. Screen Factory was just using theirs for the states here, and um, it looks good. I watched, like I said, this morning, and it actually looks like a legit film that was shot on 35 millimeter instead of the way it looked 20 years ago or so. So, it's legit, you know. I mean, uh, the H- the HDR is whatever. It's just not the best HDR uh, service that I've seen on a disc. But then again, it's a dark movie and there's not really any colors, you know. So, and it's a good movie. Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall. Uh, werewolves. British. Can't go, you know. Random words. It's, it's good stuff. Random words, exactly. Guns. <laughs> Guns. Camouflage. Guts. I think it's his best movie. I li- I, even better than The, the uh, Descent, in my opinion. I like I, Descent. I, like I think The Descent is yeah. best. 
and then Dog Soldiers, yeah, that's, that's good and then the 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 one that he did for uh with Bob Hoskins and shit. What the hell was that called? Doomsday. Doomsday. Hell yeah. Oh, that's try some of oh, your. I hated friends. that movie. I wanted to like that movie so much. Yeah, that movie. Anyway, yeah, it's um, it it looks good. So, and then I also got um the counselor. Everybody see the counselor Ridley, Ridley the Scott. No, I want to. You got that? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah I need to buy. Yes, it. I. It was three I liked bucks. it, but I still don't fully understand what the movie's about. But I remember liking it. Okay, <laughs> so I happened to see it there as I was walking out in the bin uh, for three bucks. Like I said, just a second ago. But it's funny that I picked it up because I was I've been thinking about that movie a lot lately, and I'm, the reason why is because. Um, well, avert your ears, Justin. If you don't want to be spoiled by something, I, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Guys. Brad Pitt's death scene fucking haunts me in that movie, and I always randomly think about it because it's this the most fucking I don't know. I just kind of put myself in his shoes when it's a fucking like I said, haunting's the best way to describe it. The death scene itself is just. I mean, we could talk about what the hell the death scene is right now if you want me to, or you can just see it for yourself, but it's fucking crazy. And they just happen to have a used copy with a pristine slipcover on Blu-ray. So I picked it up, and it's just a coincidence. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and then recently, um, I also picked up Child's Play 3 in 4K to run out the trilogy that came out recently from Scream Factory, and it looks good. Watched it with my daughter yesterday, and... To round out my recent orders, I uh, or recent pickups rather, uh, I ended up getting Jurassic Park Dominion. Ah, uh, Jesus! Uh, to to round out the series. Well, I, I've been getting the whole series lately, and that was the last one I needed, so I got it. And then I ordered the Mangler ah. from Scream Factory. Yeah, I like that one. I haven't seen the Mangler in like twenty I years. VHS. And I was randomly thinking about it. Yeah, I was randomly thinking about it, and. Someone was selling it on eBay for ten bucks, plus three bucks shipping. So I was like, "Huh, thirteen, fourteen bucks? Sure." So I ordered it, and uh, it'll be here next week. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing a crazy Robert England <laughs> and a fucking mechanical, fucking washing machine go around. I thought it had people. something to do with Freddy. It's literally a laundry machine that when kills people. When I was people. a kid, no, I thought it had room. something to do with Freddy. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, big machine oh, in a boiler oh, yeah. room with Freddy." Because it's Robert England and fucking old man yeah. makeup. Like, I'll watch Freddy. Which he wouldn't even need today. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Love you, Robert. Um, so yeah, other than that, other than um, all that shit I just listed, that's all I picked up. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, um, Kino Lorber made their announcements uh, lately this week. I should say, uh, Escape from Alcatraz in 4K is being released on November 11th. They also announced that they're putting out the longest yard in 4K in November or December later on this year. They didn't specify Which when. One? And finally, oh, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the original because uh, they have this deal right now with Paramount that they're fulfilling, and I doubt that they gave them the rights to the Adam Sandler version. Just gonna such put a it, classic. Just, just going to say that much. I like the Sandler <laughs> version, so fuck y'all. The... um. And all they're putting out Mystery Men in Ooh. 4K on November 22nd. Underrated. I like that movie. Yeah, it is underrated. It is. And other than that, Paramount has 
released a slew of announcements. They have the Running Man coming out in 4K for the first time on November 8th. We just watched that recently. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I look, I like that movie. It's Love good shit. Movie. Um, they're also putting out Orphan First Kill <laughs> on October 18th on Blu-ray. <laughs> Which I thought was going to be a Paramount Plus exclusive, but no. Apparently, a bunch of theaters are. Uh, it made almost two million dollars this past weekend in the theaters, and uh, yeah, it's coming out next month or, or or whatever on Blu-ray. Now, to my understanding, I think me and Jocelyn are the only two of the group have who have watched it. Yeah, I already stated unless so. there's a crazy twist, which it doesn't sound like there is. I'm not interested. There is. There, there, there is, is a crazy, a crazy twist. twist. There is. Like halfway through. <laughs> I didn't no. want to say anything the other night because I knew Ed didn't watch it there yet. Is. But like, there, so, there is. It's, there has yeah, to be. Yeah. It's Got good. Like, I, yeah. I mean. Check it out. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I thought it was just like, eh, eh. then the twist happens and I'm like, oh, okay. Definitely kept my interest up yeah, for uh, the duration yeah, after the twist. I'll be in. <laughs> No, it, it's better it than is. the original, and I, and that's a lot coming for me because I'm I'm a I, like I hate a lot of shit. So yeah, I'm the, you, it's it was the, actually good. I like how the original me. like touches upon like real life shit, like alcoholism and whatnot. But this is just like a fucking ride, man. And then the twist happens, and it's like, oh fuck yeah, I'm all in on this. It's a fucking wild movie. I I, I recommend it. Turn- Turns out she's really a sixty-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm my mind was seriously blown when I found out that she was only ten years old when she filmed the first yeah. one. Because the I mean, makeup, the, like I mean, I know, the, right? But like, doesn't she like come on to like the dad yes. and stuff in the first one? I'm like that. I don't because know. it's That's revealed that she's like thirty-one. <laughs> I don't care how old my kid is. It's like, revealed yeah. at the end that I'm, she's like, really like that. thirty-one or thirty-two <laughs> years old. And they actually, Boy, they actually had right. to age her up. They had to age her up. And they had to instruct this, like, I think when they filmed it, she was, like, 11 or 12. And they had to instruct her to act sexy and come on to fucking Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. <laughs> Which she does. It's a fucking crazy movie. Doesn't yeah. help Hollywood. That's so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Doesn't help That's Hollywood weird. fight that conspiracy theories they're a bunch of like sex crazy <laughs> pedophiles <laughs> good job Hollywood I don't know I enjoyed seeing that Dark Castle logo still pop up before the film though because they produced the first film so why not they come back with the prequel so yeah and um Paramount's also putting out Wayne's World in 4K they I announced that before but I didn't have a date now I do November 16th it comes out for the 20th anniversary uh, let's see. Lionsgate is putting out one of another one of their Best Buy exclusive steelbooks in 4K for the Punisher Warzone film. <laughs> uh, that comes That's out. That's a fun movie. That I comes out October 18th. Somebody blows the fucking parkour guy out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. That's what yes. I do. Like, I turned it on one night. Did it? It had been on for probably like 10 or 15 minutes. And you have that whole shootout at the beginning. And I'm like, that was oddly entertaining. And, like, I kept waiting for the moment where I just got disgusted and turned the movie off. And when he fucking shoots that guy with a rocket <laughs> mid, like, sideways, <laughs> flip. I was like, this might be my through new Tubi one night. Just popped up. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That might have been, like, show, Showtime Extreme or something. That wasn't Tubi. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just, uh, dude, that movie's something else. Let me tell you. Fucking Dominic West is Jigsaw in that movie. That's all I remember. Dominic West from the fucking Wire. Oh, and he, he gives one of the worst performances <laughs> I've, I've ever seen in my life. Which is, it just looks so like they glued better. shit to his fucking face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, two more announcements, and that's all for the for the week. Universal is uh, the re-releasing. Oh, no. Oh. Sorry, let me rephrase that. They're releasing To Kill a Mockingbird in 4K on October 11th. And finally, saving the best news of the week for last, back to Lionsgate, who are putting out Pulp Fiction in 4K November 1st. Fucking mark those calendars because mine's already marked. First, it's Reservoir Dogs, and now Pulp Fiction. So keep them Tarantino films coming. Next up, Jackie fucking Brown in 4K. Please give me Jackie fucking Brown in 4K for right now. If I had 4K, um, I would probably buy that. But yeah, Pulp Fiction is going to look so fucking good. Like, Reservoir Dogs, too. Let me know if you can see Pulp what's Fiction. in the box. In the fucking case. Let I me will. know. <laughs> Alright. And, uh... Did you, did you, Ed, like, speaking of Pulp Fiction, did you, I think we talked about this a little bit last you week. Up. That Tarantino has been doing the rounds of like other podcasts and, and uh-huh. um, I, I forget which one that he was on, where he said that he he thinks that Pulp Fiction might I don't know if he exactly put it this way, might be his worst directed movie or oh. he just wasn't happy with the way he directed it and if he could go back and redo really? it. I mean, I can see Tarantino saying that, but I didn't. No, I, this is the first I'm hearing this shit. No. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just huh. more about just that he was inexperienced at the time and he he feels that with the Kill Bill movies he really became a true director so he'd like to go back and not not necessarily that he'd like to go back but if he could go back he would he would do things differently with I think he's too harsh from his earlier work I really do. I feel like everything that came out like post Jackie Brown he praises but everything like from Jackie Brown onward like or before it's just not good enough and wishes he could just redo a lot of stupid shit. It's like, shut up. You made masterpieces at a young age. They're fucking still masterpieces. Fuck off. Um, I think Pulp Fiction's the only one I've ever heard him say that. I've never heard him say it about Reservoir Well, maybe he didn't. I'm just putting words in his mouth because, I don't know, I just feel like shit on one movie or shit on the others. I just, no, Jackie Brown, I've definitely heard him (laughs) be critical of before. Uh, But yeah, anyway, um, and yeah, that's that that rounds out the physical media news. Um, I guess it's that time of the show where we can get into our recommendations of the week. So let's move on to weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Go on, Corey. What are you recommending? Uh, well, first I wanted to mention I watched the first episode of House of the Dragon. Um, and that's not my recommendation. I just wanted to bring it up because... Uh, you know, I, I heard it did like record numbers and it like crashed HBO Max. And I figured I was probably the only one on here that actually watched it. So just wanted to bring it up. But it, I'm optimistic like it was pretty good. But I think they went a little overboard with like the violence in it. Like my wife isn't going to watch it anymore because of the violence in the first episode. <laughs> and she watched every Game of Thrones episode. So 
but I think they tried a little too hard. <laughs> the one scene in the town was kind of like, what? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it was a little much. I don't really care. I mean, I like seeing Matt Smith. Like, he was in fucking full form on this first episode, like in his fucking dragon uh, night gear and shit. Like, it was pretty cool watching him and everybody else was good in it. So, I, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm a little worried that it's going to be like, obviously it's House of the Dragon. It's all about the Targaryens, but I'm kind of hoping just like in the original Game of Thrones, it's going to jump from location to location and not just all be, you know, Targaryens and King's Landing. I'm hoping that'll kind of expand as the episodes go on. But, you know, we'll see. I kind of like to see more of, uh, you know, Westeros as opposed to just King Land King's Landing and you know, the castle and everything, but you know, eh. yeah, that's one of, that is one of the best things about Game of Thrones was the expansiveness. Like if it was all one location, I mean, might've still been great, but it, just the world building that went on with that was part of what I loved about right, it. So right. much. I, I agree with that too. It's just one episode. So, you know, I'm jumping to conclusions, but it just seemed like in the first episode of even Game of Thrones, it just had so much more going on, whereas this one's more focused. And that's not necessarily bad. I mean, maybe it will just be more focused and it'll just build up certain characters a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm going to keep watching it. My wife might not. <laughs> she got kind of turned off by the violence, but maybe she'll turn around <laughs> on it uh, later. But my real recommendation is like the complete opposite of <laughs> House of the Dragon. And that's uh, a movie. I don't know why I decided to watch it. It just popped into my head and I put it in the other night and that's a uh, be kind rewind. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a great movie, but it's just for anybody who likes movies or filmmaking. I just really appreciate the movie. Anybody who doesn't know it's uh, be kind rewind. It's Jack black um, starring in it, directed by Michael Gondry. Um, and it's just such a fun movie. Um, it has Danny Glover in there as like the store owner. And it's just, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Jack Black gets magnetized, goes into this crappy video store and erases all their videotapes. So um, him and his uh, friend played by Yaslin Bay have to remake all the tapes. And I just love that whole premise. I just love the execution in the movie. And it's just like a love letter to filmmaking. Like, you know, like when I was a kid, we would do stuff with a camcorder. It just reminded me of that. And it had like a good sense of community, too, because they're trying to save this little video store from getting taken over by a big conglomerate. So be kind rewind. It's a quirky movie. It's not perfect. You know, it has a little, little too much crazy Jack black in it, but, uh, I, overall I just, it's fun. I just remember that being, yeah, I was just going to say, I remember that being like a really fun movie. Like there's a lot of hilarious parts. In yeah. That movie. And I just love how they pull off like some of the stuff, like 2001, a space odyssey. They have like an old dryer <laughs> drum spinning, to make it look like it's spinning. And then like at the end when they're doing this jazz documentary, how they do like the whole town rocking out the jazz. Like it's just so cool because, you know, you can tell, um, you know, Michael Gondry directing it just did those things as a kid and wanted to make a movie like that. And I just really appreciate that. I think anybody who likes filmmaking, um, especially amateur filmmaking, would appreciate that. And the funny stuff like the Ghostbusters was fucking hilarious. I mean, who doesn't? If you think of that movie, you think of, you know, them doing the Ghostbusters and Jack Black singing his Ghostbusters uh, theme song. So, <laughs> And I could see that movie working now. Like, what was that? It was about 20 years ago. Yeah, out, like right? 15 years ago about. Oh, God. Yeah. And I can see it working now as sort of a love letter 
or to like video rentals because I think anybody who's like like us like you miss going to the video store like that just kind of went away like it feels like yeah. overnight like oh, I know I do yeah like I remember as it was happening it felt like you know I remember you know kind of feeling it in real time but look, looking back on it now it seems like it was just a blink of an eye that those things went away and you know I, I'd give anything to have that experience again so i could see the movie working not that it was even necessarily intended I to think at it the was. time but i think it came out when now. it was transitioning i i think it was yeah yeah I'm trying to guess yeah, what like the movie is that. based on the conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but uh yeah, i'll give you a big hint uh be kind rewind <laughs> that was my recommendation <laughs> It's a good fucking movie, man. Yeah. We, I love that. I love that ending when they make the big movie and show yeah. it and all. It's good. It's just fun. Like you just get that sense of it's community. Heart, it's heartwarming. Yeah, heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's up? Me. I think it's me. Yeah. yeah you can go. Um. So I did watch Orphan First Kill, and I did say that you know in a previous podcast that I was not excited about it at all. I had no idea they were doing it, but it was good. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be, and it was. Um, yeah, but what were your expectations at, though? You know, right? <laughs> I mean, I it was basically me and my two cousins were just sitting there, like, oh, let's watch uh, the horror movie, and then we saw it just pop up, and we were like, okay, let's watch this one, ha ha ha, you know. <laughs> but then, like, we, you know, the, at one point in the movie, all three of us kind of looked at each other, like, what the hell, <laughs> like, you know, in complete shock. So. You know, that was, it was definitely good that it ended up being a lot better than I thought it was. But that's not what I'm recommending. I am recommending House of Dragon. So <laughs> this show is amazing. It was great. Oh, my God. It was great. And I had very. I haven't watched it yet. I had low expectations going into this movie, too. Uh, or this, you know, this show, too. Um, just because I am a big Game of Thrones fan. Um, but Matt Smith is great i love him in I'm, i was already a fan of his i loved him in the crown i don't know if anybody watched that on netflix um we doctor who to me so right i forget about that too and then oh, what, I don't. Reese, Reese, uh if <laughs> is that how you say it Reese like fans whatever um yeah I, I was surprised to see Why him in there i'm a big fan of his too he's on that but, he's, uh, wait, he's in there yeah he's uh Oh wow! King, yeah. yeah, and he's he's awesome. Wiry. He's awesome in that show. So. Good, good role for him. I can see. Yeah, yeah it, it was really I think, good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I just haven't gotten around yeah, to it. Same, and yeah, I'm, I'm in no rush. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, but same, from yeah. what I understand is that the 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 actress the two actresses that play like the main younger girls are only going to be in it for a short time, and then they're gonna like fast forward ahead years. Because if you're watching the preview, you're seeing the two girls and you're like, wait a minute, who who the hell are they? And you realize that they're, you know, going to fast forward through the show. But so I'm interested in how it's going to turn out. But so far, it, it was great. I mean, besides the violence that Corey mentioned, um, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was fun to watch. And it was uh, jam packed. They put a lot of stuff in that very first episode. It didn't feel like it felt like I watched like a two hour movie. It, it and it was only oh, like yeah. an hour long hour and 10 minutes so but it's they it's, had to do something great. big to reel you in yeah but i i was pleasantly pleased with it and i'm excited for next week's episode i bet you are i'm hoping that, like i remember with the original game of thrones 
Thrones, it was coming out, and I was like, I, I've just never been a big fan of like TV fantasy. Like, I just always think they look sort of cheap. So I wasn't excited about it. And then it was like three episodes in, and I kept and like everything I read about it was like, this is the greatest show. You got to see it. A plus. So I'm like, ah, fuck. I guess I got to check it out. And I was immediately like drawn in from the opening scene. Like I was like, okay, if it if it maintains this tone, I, I'm on board. And you know, it certainly did for most most of the series. <laughs> most, right. So I yeah, I honestly I, I, yeah, I'll get around. I I never watched the first season of Game of Thrones when it first came out. Um, my husband was like, you got to watch a show. You got to watch a show. You got to watch a show. He had started watching the second season and I was like, God damn it. Like, I really don't want to watch another show. And (laughs) I was like, I get, you know, I have my shows, my stories that I watch and I'm like, (laughs) you know, I don't want (laughs) to, yeah, my stories. I'm an 80 year old woman. Definitely a Baltimore term. My story. That is a Baltimore but term. Like, I never. I I'm very picky about what I watch again because I'm just like. But then I'll sit there and watch The Office like for the fiftieth time. Makes no sense. <laughs> so anyway, I watched it. Spoiler alert. People have had a chance to watch it, but literally, my husband's in the second season. I'm watching it. And, um, he doesn't know that I had started watching it. I get to the very last like episode of the first season, and I just text him, and I'm like, they cut off his head. And my husband no spoilers. Just like wait you wa- i didn't say who i didn't yeah. say who Good. i didn't say who and son of a bitch is like seriously you've had plenty of time to watch <laughs> this like you, you should have watched it by now oh, but anyway oh. but he was completely proud of me and so happy that i watched it and that's that's my getting into game of thrones i uh, was really you, really so. really excited to party i didn't get into the show until between seasons th- four and five, I, I, Jesus, halfway through, dude, because I was not about like Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that, like the whole medieval thing. I was just not about. Plus, I was a big Walking Dead fan at the time, and I was all about that show. And then finally, like after that show started on its <laughs> course, and I out? was sitting around at the apartment one night looking for something to watch. I just <laughs> downloaded the first season on my laptop queued it up on the fucking TV and after the first episode ended I was like I'm in I'm fucking in like the whole ending the whole the way it ended with the whole um what's his I forgot the name I haven't watched the show in so long getting pushed out the window I was yeah you know, I was just like kid. okay this oh, yeah. show's got some balls alright well I'm watching this now but that's the best though like I'm jealous you got to sit there and just like binge it I did I you binged know, the shit out I mean? of that like, for like two weeks we had to wait every single week for yeah. that <laughs> so yeah, dude, I, that was a fun was, like, binge weekly every weekly every time I was pissed off <laughs> I was always like man I gotta wait another <laughs> week for this shit I was kinda well how to about in between seasons when it was like two years in between seasons oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I was kinda like or when like HBO Go would like randomly drop to a episodes in one weekend you're like yes and you would just get real greedy and watch it and then you're like shit i gotta wait two weeks yeah i was kind of i was like waiting for you justin when you're talking about watching it you'd be like i got on there fired up Tubi, wasn't fucking on there so i didn't watch it (laughs) guys keep talking about it and i can't find it on Tubi. all right justin you're up um, okay, so I'm going to recommend two, um, and both uh, both I watched yesterday, um, which would be Tuesday when we're recording this, 
And um, oddly enough, both from 1986. I didn't plan this out. It just sort of <laughs> happened that way. Um, the first one is one that somehow I had never seen before. It's fairly well-known, has a bit of a cult following. Um, it would be Fred Decker's Fucking Night of the love Night of the Creeps so much. Thrill me. Thrill me, baby. Thrill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how I just never saw this movie growing up, but uh, I'm glad I, I finally Atkins. caught up with it. The thing that I was most struck, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun from start to finish, but the thing that I really like was super impressed with is that it's an alien movie, a psychopath escapes, uh, <laughs> a mental institution movie, a teen college a comedy, a slobs versus snobs movie, a zombie movie, a creepy ca- uh, crawly yeah. creature feature. It just does all the different things and it, it meshes them all well. Like it, it works, you know what I mean? And it's not, it's funny, but it's not like too jokey. Like it just strikes such a balance that's amazing. And and between this and the Monster Squad, I don't know why Fred Decker doesn't have like a Robert Zemeckis level career. I don't know because what he, he made the Predator. Because he wrote the Predator. Robocop 3. Robocop 3, yeah. <laughs> he what he did wrote he do? the Predator also, but Robocop 3 didn't do him any favors. Not to mention Robocop really 3 was kind of the studio hack job. So, yeah. One of the things I really love about uh, None of the Creeps, uh, on top of everything you just mentioned, Justin, is the chemistry between Jason Lively and Steve Marshall. JC and Chris are like, you, you really fucking feel that, that friendship there, you know, to the point where something happens to JC and it's like, fuck, you know, and, and, you know, also <laughs> shout out to David Painter, a uh, really, really young David Painter in that movie as the, uh, the, the, the yeah. young college guy or, uh, the professor, um, and Dick Miller, of course, because we all love Dick Miller and we miss him very, very much. So, yeah, um, and previous guests on the show, Howard Berger, him and his best friend, Robert Kurtzman, or one of his best friends, uh, are also uh, beta zombies in that film. One of uh, Ber- one of Berger's very oh, are they? Uh, jobs, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did a good job. Yeah, the effects, the effects are, I mean, there's a couple that are obvious effects, but that's part of the charm of it too but yeah the effects were really well done yeah i just i liked everything about it just a really fun movie and, and i i bought it like it was a blind buy that i bought like about a year ago and i finally watched it and i'm glad that i bought it so now you know i'll, I'll throw it on probably at least once a year and, and watch and one it, more so. thing too real quick about um, it fucking tom atkins introduction to that movie it's him fucking dreaming about him daydreaming uh, uh, with a hawaiian shirt on a beach and shit like he's fucking magnum <laughs> pi oh uh, it's just fucking boss him and that fucking that that big ass like cocktail like fruit drink that he's got it's just it's great it's it's <laughs> it's classic tom atkins all i can say so yeah, I, I love me some Night of the Creeps. I've been a big fan of that since I first saw it back in the day on Nightmare Theater. So anyway, um, so oh yeah, yeah, and then so then okay, yeah, I have one more, um, and this one I have seen. I've seen a bunch, but I haven't watched it in years. Um, so my son wanted to watch Spaceballs last <laughs> night. He's like, Can "We watch Spaceballs." I'm like, "Fuck it, I watch Spaceballs." Movie. 
well, that's the thing. It's not streaming anywhere. I'm like, how the fuck is space? It was on AMC Plus, and you oh, got to have a subscription. Series. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, fuck that. Spaceballs is on TV literally it's, it's, every day. It's on YouTube right now watch. for free, I think. It was last oh, month, at least. one place I didn't check. I don't know. I, ha- I had the Kino Lover 4K version of it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's always on TV, so that's why I never bought it. It's like, I can watch it anytime, except the time before <laughs> right. I actually want to watch it, but I can't watch it. So um, we were looking for something else, and uh, on Tubi, I found um, Little Shop of Hearts, so watch that with them. Have you guys ever seen Little I Shop have. of Hearts? I have. I just haven't seen it in a long time, and recently I've been thinking about wanting to revisit oh, it because I saw some documentary and they were talking about Rick Moranis being in that movie and they were showing clips and I'm like, that looks, yeah, yeah I forgot. Man, I gotta see that again. It's been so long. It's it awesome. Like crazy. It's fucking Fucking great. Steve Martin as it's, the it's, biker it's and shit. Movie. Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. The, the, yeah. The, the, the patient. The dentist or whatever. The sadist. Yeah. Or the masochist. Um, yeah. And, and like Ellen Green, like I completely like love that performance is, is um, Audrey. And the thing that I was most struck, I, I've always like thought this, but especially now, like, and again, I've made my feelings about CGI well known on here. The fucking the Seymour. puppet in that movie is better. It's better than any CGI I've ever seen in my life. Like it is so well done. And the fact that that thing is not talked about like every day by film fans is amazing to me. It's it's one of the the yeah, best it's a special practical effects. puppet. And there's no. It's a practical puppet. There's no blue screen, no. no doing touching it up after the fact. That's all done right there. It is simply amazing. And like just the songs are, are catchy. Like I just love everything about that movie. It's funny, um, just beautifully directed. Rick Moranis is great. Uh, like I said, Ellen Green, just phenomenal. So yeah, if you if you've never seen it or it's been a long time, go back and rewatch it. It's it's yeah. fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and the amount of work that went in to making that movie, like, you know, with like syncing up the puppet with the um voice and everything and then having like the different yeah. sizes of the puppet, like they had to do like different illusions with the camera to make it look bigger and smaller. Like, yeah, it's really interesting how they made it. Yeah, like they shot it at slow speed and then sped it up so that the movements mm-hmm. looked more nat. Like they could really make the movements look natural. It's it's really an amazing piece of filming. It is, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week for my recommendation, and I'm going to recommend a film that uh, we actually covered this week before sunset. Uh, just before. Not before when we did the episode, I watched the uh, the film like the, the the day of, and it's still on my mind many many days later. It's been almost a week now, and that fucking movie's still on my mind. And I, I just, I, I, it is definitely single handedly my favorite romantic film of all time. And I can say that with the most <laughs> utmost confidence. Like I said on the podcast, like watch the movie. You owe to yourself to watch the movie. Check it out. Hell, check out Rise, Sunrise. Check out Midnight. But check out Sunset more importantly because that's the best. That's the cream of the crop right there. You've got yourself a reunion between two people. The music, the setting, the characters, the, the fact that it's an 80-minute 
film. It's real crisp and to the point, short and sweet, because it is a real-time conversation. That's all the movie is. There's nothing to it. It is as simple as simplicity can get, but it is still one of the most astounding fucking makes you feel great makes you feel good about life makes you happy and anticipate you know what the future lies whether you're with someone or you're like me and you still met that someone you know you it just gets you like you know it makes you happy overall and 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 makes you feel good and positive about just things in general and i wanted to add too with that um, and I'm not just doing this for like a cheap plug. I just really want people to say, I just want, I want people to check out our episode from this week because I really, 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 it's a little bit different because of the fact that the movie doesn't really follow a straight plot. It's just, like I said, a real time conversation between two people. We, we kind of just make the episode a conversation kind of like Jesse and Celine, the two characters do in the movie. And I think it's one of our greater episodes. I think it's one of the most, I think it's one of the most, one of the best episodes that we've done on it, quite honestly. And, um, and we fell in love at the end. Yeah. Great conversation. <laughs> great episode. Great film. And that's all before sunset from 2004, Richard link later, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Please check that shit out. Yeah. It's good if if you're on a date night, guys. Like it's actually a good movie with good writing and not just like schlock, like a lot of the oh, right. romance oh, yeah. movies are. And it just like for me, it just calls back to like it just reminds me of when I was like first dating my wife, you know, like a decade ago. Like it, it just calls back those memories. So it's fun All right, to watch. Well, if you're craving for some more film effect content, we've got a never running collection of back episodes that update each and every week. And uh, like I said, this week we have our episode on Before Sunset. Recommendation for the week. You should check it out. Next week, we've got an episode coming on Con Air that I'm really looking forward to. Corey and I will be sitting down to talk about the uh, the film for the 25th anniversary. Followed by, I can't believe it's been 25 years, Jesus Christ. Followed by Back to School Month coming in September. And the launch of Patreon with, like I mentioned before, the last couple weeks, a little episode two bonus episodes that fit the theme of the first month, the back to school theme. Um, the episodes will be the big, uh, uh, the breakfast club and can't hardly wait. We're finally going to get that episode out exclusively on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, last thing, there will be news next week right here on fewer cast that'll pertain to a previous podcast that I once had with my daughter. The show called mad dad movie review. Let's just say, you're going to want to hear this. So yeah, ladies and gents, lady and gents, sorry. Any last words before we sign off? Nope. Good talking to you guys. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe. Be strong. I'm just looking forward to Con Air. Why didn't you just put down the bunny? (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Alrighty, well, (laughs) as always, thanks again for checking out another episode of FewerCast. Until next week, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Justin. And I'm Corey. And this has been another edition of FewerCast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. See ya.
No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. <laughs>